everybody. Uh, today you're speaking with Zach and Mark, and we're from Long and Short Capital. Um, what we're going to be talking with you today about um, is uh, who we are individually, uh, what Long and Short Capital is, and uh, have a general discussion about the uh, current market conditions or what the what this year has brought us um, uh, across various industries. Now, Mark, I have you here with me today, man. Um, how are you doing? No, I'm good. Thanks for yourself, Zach, man. It's good to be here. Yeah. Oh, doing all right. Doing all right. A little, uh, little nervous, but um, we'll get through it, oh, I'm sure. Well, yeah, we'll yeah. Through. We will, we will. We always do, don't we? Um, yeah, definitely. Pulled everything so far till this point. So, I mean, <laughs> we, we must what's be this something? little part? Yeah, <laughs> we're doing something right. Um, yeah. So, uh, Mark, man, um, can you start off by just, you know, uh, telling everyone who you are, um, you know, what you're about, um, your interests, and yeah, we'll uh, we'll kickstart things off from here. Yeah, sure. Why not? Well. Good day, everyone. Uh, it's good to, to be here, firstly, and secondly, so those of you that don't know me yet, that's about to get to know me, I'm Mark Reinecke. I'm from South Africa, called in a little um, city in South Africa called Port Elizabeth. Um, if I had to describe myself to you, which you're probably wondering while you're listening to my voice, what does this guy look like? Um, I would say I'm just an average athletic man with a big dream to make a difference wherever I go. Um, so those of you wondering, I'm only 24 years old. Um, and the journey for me in life is only beginning. But I love tech, I love finance, and I love watching people grow. Um, so from all of that, you could probably think by now what my interests are. Um, but yeah, fun things aside, I'm a serious when it comes to business and believe that in order to succeed, one needs to have vision that cannot be taught or given. Um, you either have it or you don't. However, it doesn't mean you are visionless. I believe you just need to find that vision that speaks to you and build on it. Um, so yeah, from my side, that's my introduction, and that's also why I love Long and Short as a company. Um, it just hit home from day one, and from the first conversation between me and you, Zach, um, that there was no better way for me to say that the vision just was shared mutually between us, and I couldn't have chose a better partner to share that vision with, man. Oh, thank you very much, man. I really appreciate that. And I couldn't, um, I, I don't think I could have had or, or chosen a better partner to seriously join me on the journey um, to, to find someone who shared that same common ground, work ethic and mutual interest. Um, it was like I was at the golf course and hit that hole in one, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so, yeah, it does. It's been it, the 19th hole, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it really has. It really has. And so just um, tell everyone, man, what, what what your role and what you're going to be sort of doing at Long and Short. Um, yeah, so basically at Long and Short, I'm the Chief Operations Officer. Um, my goal is to make sure that all things works and runs smoothly, um, that the admin is done, that you as the community and the people that are joining us into the community gets the best possible experience. I act as the liaison between company and clients and handle all things re related to the eye of the public. Um, so yeah, so in short, I make sure that our brand upholds the values and the vision we have for it and make sure that behind the scenes operations run smoothly, sometimes keeping Zach in check, um, but just making sure that everything happens accordingly. Um, but like I always said, I think in general, a title is just one thing, um, but not me or Zach, I feel, is limited to our positions. And I do believe that between us, we are both multifunctional and in equal and treated 
off of each other's strengths, um, which is like a well-oiled machine working together to fulfill its purpose in the end. Mm. Um, no, that's, so one, yeah. that's one hell of a way to explain it, man. And, and uh, yeah, that's, uh, it's, it's incredible. You really hit the nail on the head. Um, and uh, I, I really look forward to seeing the company evolve and grow um, definitely under your leadership um, um, and your vision uh, that, w- that we both share. Um, and um, I'll, I'll touch base just quickly. So I'll be uh, pretty much, I guess, if you're going to put a slap a title on it, I'd be CEO of the company. Um, but both of, of us course, in the, uh, both, of, <laughs> both of us in these early times, uh, ladies and gents, where where both both of us are just going to be wearing those multiple hats because that's what it's like in these early stage startups. Um, it, I, I've recently heard from someone that um, a, a tech company or startup should only have or involve three employees: the the hacker, the <laughs> the hacker, the hipster, and the hustler. Okay. Three hats. I'm clearly, I'm clearly the hipster in the operation. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, um, we we we're ju- we're pretty much missing the hacker, um, and we're we're trying to get one uh, to join us on board. So, if anyone uh, that's listening knows a, a good developer that likes working with uh, multiple technologies, uh, deep learning models. Um, artificial intelligence, in the fine, finance yeah. industry, yeah, finance industry especially. Um, but also knows a bit of front and back end. Uh, uh, we're pretty much looking for that full stack developer to join the ranks. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's um, that's what I was told recently. The a company only requires three people. So both of us, like I said, we're wearing many hats. Um, and if you were to slap a title on us, that's what we'd be. But really, to everyone. We just want to be, you, you, you know, your best mates, your good friends. That's there to support you and 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 help mm. you along with your journey. Um, so, Mark, um, moving moving on a little bit bit further, <laughs> let's get into a bit more um, bit more uh, personalized experience here. Let's talk about your trading, um, your experiences through trading, and oh my you know, word! Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, why do you want has... to bring up this topic, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, we are a trading company. Um, so, ironically, we have to do it. Um, no, but yeah, um, what I want to basically uh, talk about this is I find it extremely valuable to uh, for, for everyone that's listening to take key points um, out of what we actually say when it comes to our trading experience because there are thousands of different types of traders out there, literally yeah. thousands and excuse me sorry and um everyone has a different experience but what i've started noticing especially in 2020 um and i don't know about you mark but i've seen everybody first 12 months it's always been the most difficult the most hardest people have lost the most money um yeah try three years bro oh well there you go And, and 12 months has been that sort of key turning point for most traders whether yeah. it be the foreign exchange market whether it be bonds and options whether it be you know um investing in uh you know small venture capital um whatever yeah. it is um it's it's you know 12 months has been that common sort of ground rule no, that i've seen around the internet and you know to me that makes me extremely sad um uh, seeing people's learning curves and and in the struggles that uh, uh others that have gone through 
Um, and I feel like, uh, uh, you know, we could step up and, and do something to help that and to help sort of ease the transition, if not completely remove that, um, uh, that overall bad experience and that psychology yeah. behind it, but also steering them on that pathway that teaches them that you need to learn how to lose. Um, but we'll yeah. touch we'll touch base on that later. So, Mark, man, go over your trading experience. Three years, you yeah. said, um, and you know, give us uh, give us something else to talk about as well with your biggest loss. So, what's it been? No, I'll <laughs> definitely add that in. Don't yeah. you worry. Yeah. Um, okay. so, yeah. I think I just want to touch base on something that you said there, man. That twelve months thing. I think the journey of being a trader is a lot of times taken a shortcut on. And I always use the example when I speak to people about this. I always tell them. Everyone starts off like a roller coaster. They climb to the very top and it's like they just got in the seat. They climb to the very top and then they just break down with speed downwards. And it's just like you just go straight full blown into it. There's no like build up to it really. It's just that first bump and you go straight down, shouting down the road. And it's not like fun. And that's what's making people go for 12 months um, where... I feel like if I start speaking about my story, you'll understand a little bit why I'm saying there is an easier way, a shorter journey that you could take, but a lot of us don't have the patience to actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, I that's feel like true. it's a trap that I set into for three years, wasting my time trading, jumping in and out of trading, um, blowing so many accounts, um, <laughs> different amounts of like amounts of money in it uh, you know um so to give you an idea i've got almost five years experience in trading um it's actually fun to discuss this as sitting now where i am and looking back at the journey it's it's all about that learning curve and that learning experience about it but how do you take it from here on out and actually be able to portray it to someone that is starting off right now Mm. um so many blown accounts many tough lessons learned all I can say is at early points, I took a lot of shortcuts. Um, day one, I opened a live account, funded it with $100, boom. Blown it within 30 minutes, not even. Um, didn't even know what a pip was. Didn't that even just, know what a That just sent is. a cold shiver down my spine. <laughs> I just clicked buy and oh. the market just went short. And it oh, was just no. like disgusting so i mean that's that's part of the journey and that that for me is what Mm -hmm. i'm saying um there is a better alternative to starting off but i took all the shortcuts possible and that's where i'm kind of at a point of saying okay cool but how do i go from here and i help someone not make those same mistakes that i made Mm -hmm. um so in general my trading experience i love currencies um i know you zach you the indices man you love that you you love um, Nasdaq and all those things. Um, for me, I love gold. However, currencies is my thing. I love economics of country versus country, and my mm, trading strategy mm. strategy is also a lot based on this factor, but not yep. limited to it. Yep, so, yep. without giving away secrets of my trading experience itself, my trading strategy, um, I am on Trading View for people, and they will quickly see what I am in love with, and they will also very quickly see that I'm into swing trading. Um, swing trading is a, a type of trading strategy or type of trading style, which just suits me 100% in terms of it. Um, I don't even look at risk to reward ratios of less than one to 10. Um, if a trade doesn't have that risk to reward ratio, I'm not trading it. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, holding trades for months on end, sometimes that is absolutely loving it. 
um, I'm in my element once I do it. I can take one or two or three trades, maybe a month or two months, and I just leave it there. I don't need to get in and out of positions. I don't stress every single day about trading. I get time to spend time with family. So things like that for me is also important, you know. Of um, course, you got to have those experience. breaks. Yeah. yeah, definitely, man. So favorite pairs for me in trading, um, definitely have to stick to EURUSD, GBPUSD, and USD CAD. Um, mm -hmm. They, for me personally, go hand in hand, but their personalities I find absolutely fascinating. So um, wait, it's amazing. Can, can I, sorry, yeah. can I just stop you just there? You said their personalities. Now, oh, why, yeah, why, did, why did you use that word? Why did you, yeah, why would you call a security uh, a, a personality oh no that's absolutely so for me a lot of people always ask me so there's if you look at euro usd and gbpusd and usd cad they basically I, I look at them as like a human being they all have their own personality and how they move and how they should be traded things like i mean euro usd is just a lagging um currency man between gbp usd and euro usd gbp usd would shoot up straight from the bat very quickly euro usd would just lag and wait and wait and all of a sudden just explode um which is kind of like that little bit of a okay patience patience and kaboom and that's for me where the personality of it comes in so every right, single right. currency for me has its own personality um, and that's specifically just saying about how they move and how they should be traded. Um, right, okay. A lot of people don't find that they trade all currency pairs the same, um, which for me is a little bit wrong because each currency pair is separate in their own way. However, if you look at EURUSD, GBPUSD, if the one goes into a buy, the other one might not be a buy today, but in general, we are saying that the euro or the US dollar is losing value because it being the world reserve currency. Mm -hmm. So in general, GBPUSD, EURUSD would move upwards in the same, at more or less the same time while the USD CAD would move downwards. Reason why I chose those three currencies and why I said as well that they go hand in hand, man, is the specific fact that it's purely based on what is the US dollar's economy happening in them um, versus those countries, obviously. Mm -hmm. But if you go look at in general, man, GBPUSD is just like a, a rocket when it goes and it just moves and then it will pull back almost every single pip that it just made. With the EURUSD, you won't find that. It will hover at a price point and when it moves away from that price point, it is gone. Um, <laughs> you're not going to see that price point it's again. Just, it's USD. just giving it a kiss. <laughs> exactly. So GBPUSD likes to go play around at the top first and then come down and then it will eventually move past that price point again. So that's why I meant what I meant about personalities, um, just to give you an idea. Yeah, okay. um, awesome. Yeah, getting, getting back to the trading experience over the last few months, um, I think I've truly found the power in waiting for that one setup that you've been monitoring to play out and sticking to discipline your positions man following trading rules and being patient is so important um it trading really experience it took me three years to realize this and it took me almost five years to start trading this way um if i have a look at my trading journal it's an absolute mess but it's something <laughs> that i can learn from and i can teach people from again going into the future um one last thing on it, trading for me personally, man, is an art. Um, 
people don't always understand it. People like drawing funny lines and I know that's more retail type of style, but you know, trading for me is literally like an art. Precision in analysis and taking your time produces the quality that in the end boosts your bank. Um, it is not about the money, but rather about the beauty of seeing a position play out exactly as you said it would before it even happened and backing yourself on that trade. I find that so wonderful within my whole trading experience to see things like that happen, man. That's what I would live for every single day. Yes, yeah. And I, I, I agree with you, man. Waiting for that setup, having your discipline um, and, and just uh, being patient overall um, with, with trading, you know, that is something that's of extreme value. And, and, and still to this day, I see a lot of people who aren't patient, who who yeah. will rush and jump in because money talks. It, FOMO it talk, trading, bro. Yeah, if, exactly. And and every trader has FOMO. I don't care who you are in this world, whether you're a yeah, banker, no. whether you are a hedge hedge fund manager, whether you you know, whether you're just a little retail trader sitting in your room at, at sixteen years of age and, and draw a couple of lines in your chart and think you're an expert. Everybody literally has FOMO and it's the most it's the the most common flaw of every single trader in the world no matter what yeah. type of trader you are everybody has FOMO because I find it's always outside influence that has that effect yeah. on people no, so by all means yeah so for example um there was a trade for example with um you know, you you personally experienced this with me, Mark, because you're the one that was uh, going to jump in on that call with NASDAQ. Oh, yeah. um, I, 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 I had uh, to the pip uh, a perfect entry, um, 10, uh, no, 11, 7, 6, 8, I believe it was. Um, and the market literally came down. It got to 10, 7, 6, 4 or whatever it was. Yeah, just 500, 500 yeah, then it, instantly. Yeah, it, exactly. And then we, like, I, I felt une uneasy because I was, I was reading a what a lot of other people were saying on TradingView and other platforms. I was looking at, you know, um, the data sets and sheets from NAS mm. and I was looking at reading their virtual conferences. And everything that I was reading for me, I felt confident in but then the minute i started looking at other people's work that's when my brain went loopy and it felt like yeah. you know uh, that's that's when i got out and you know when uh i did that i had the you know it was a big regret and that's where i captured that fomo feeling again i felt it and it felt mm. even more real for me that time because I, I i did that one thing that i told myself i was not going to do so yeah uh, so yeah, FOMO but it has definitely. Oh, you know, it does, man. It does. We will never get rid of it. Of us, it does. No, it does. never. It's all we'll about never. that little thing. What do we always say? We always say trade in silence, man. Yeah, exactly. You think into a position, eliminate all outside influences, mm -hmm. and stick mm -hmm. to your position. It either That's exactly stop right. loss, yep. break even, or take profit, man. Yeah. Um, so Commit. if I can throw in a little story in there, um, for the biggest loss, so I broke every single trading rule. Um, that I personally have. That doesn't sound like you, Mark. Yeah, well, <laughs> 30 years, bro. Um, but I mean, turn $50 into almost $3,500 um, about a day. And it was just broke every single trading rule of myself, went all in, boom, great. Got lucky. I'm not oh. going to lie. Got lucky. 
Um, if I can look back at that day, I got lucky with those trades because I was in zero drawdown in any of the positions. I got in as big as what I could. I stacked up positions, all of those things. But in the end, I got to a point of getting to where I saw the figure of $3,500 and being outside of my trading rules, I got greedy. Um, yep, and yep. that just simply went from opening one position at the top, which would have turned that if I didn't open this position, it would have turned that whole trade into $4,000. Um, and I would have hit take profit on all of the trades that was open. Um, that one position I opened was big enough to go down by a hundred pips and literally get me a margin call. Oh, um, no. I blew the account just there. So just oh. think about it. Could have banged $3,500, um, almost $4,000 if I just hanged on a little bit more from $50. Um, so for me, that's my biggest loss. Um, not that it was my money yet because it wasn't banked. But for me, it's a big loss in terms of breaking those trading rules, getting into FOMO, all of those type mm -hmm. of things actually striking it lucky in the markets but not actually thinking okay cool let's not push this and let's not get greedy here and just take and leave um so yeah man right man um what do you think how much do you think over those three years that you deposited into trading accounts how much of that money do you think you've lost just a round figure just just so everyone understands or knows head, Oh. I actually know the exact amount. Oh, <laughs> man. Yep. Okay. So wow. every single deposit I've ever made, I've actually written in my trading journal. And earlier this year, I think it was in about January, February, um, I was actually going through my trading journal and thought for interest sake, I would do a calculation on all of it. Um, in general, in South African currency, I'm sitting on about a 250000 so uh, 250,000 ZAR, was it? Yeah. So, so that is, that is, what that so USD, dollars. let's do it to USD. So 250,000 South African Rand is 16,375 United States dollars. That, and those are three years of straight up losses. That's three years depositing, of losses. Depositing monthly, monthly, monthly to try mm -hmm. get positions, to try get wins. There were wins in between and here and there and all of that, but nothing was big enough to make up that amount. Mm -hmm. um, it actually came to a point where after three years, I actually was like, nope, trading is a scam. I can't do this anymore. Um, this isn't what it is supposed to be like, whatever. And it was all just simply, man, because I took shortcuts at the start and I didn't want to learn properly, um, even understanding just what Forex is and what the Forex market is. I didn't have any clue about it, man. I was just drawing trend lines and hoping that it bounced off a trend line and hoping that the market went in my direction. Yeah. Yeah. I think we all sort of went down that road a little bit. Hey, um, yeah, no. yeah. Well, dude, man, look, it's it's been a journey for you, but also you've you've come such a long way in just a short period of time this year. Um, if I recall, you've jumped on some positions now that you know you've successfully bucketed. You know you you've stuck, you've disciplined yourself with uh, with your own rule set. You know you're actually yeah. writing down your trades in a trade journal. 
Um, mm. And, you know, these are very important key factors of learning actually how to trade properly. Um, yeah. So a lot and, more structured this year yeah, than previous years. And I think as well, it came a lot from actually surrounding myself with influences like yourself and stuff that is actually utilizing proper techniques to trade properly. Um, you know, away from, we all have gone down the rabbit hole, but I mean, actually on the point of taking control of our emotions, things like that. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Off of that one trade in NASDAQ, um, a little bit out of control on your emotional side. And I was mm. there with you with that. Yeah. Um, but I mean, look at, look at how quickly you've pulled yourself back together and we've actually kept each other accountable on it. Exactly. Um, and that's what I've, there, so. yeah. Yeah. And, and I've really enjoyed that. Hey, the, the, um, the sort of emotional support that, you know, uh, trading in silence, as you said before, um, yes, it is something that we definitely recommend you do. Um, but when you do have those losses, um, and I mentioned this before, you do need to um, learn how to lose. So during that learning how to lose, that's where we'll step in as a community and we'll actually help each other the same way that I've helped Mark and then Mark's helped me. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll touch on my, um, my trading experience. So um, yeah. a, little bit, a little bit longer um, and like yeah, you, I, think- I, I have written down... <laughs> Um, I, th- I think you should actually just start by introducing yourself. I think not a lot of people actually know. Oh, oh right. That yeah. Is, oh, sorry, man. Don't you start there, man. Yeah. <laughs> Look, okay, I will. Um, so, yeah, my name is uh, Zachary Saltmer. Um, I've, uh, I've, I've pretty much uh, grew up uh, out in the bush, some would say. Um, it was a, a mining town called Mount Isa in northwest Queensland. Um you know, I guess I wasn't your average normal sort of kid, bush kid who liked, you know, playing in red dirt and throwing rocks. Although I did do that and happened to break some uh, someone's back window accidentally. And, um, you know, that was a lesson I learned the tough way when I was uh, at my second or first basketball match. Uh, something that sort of you always remember. Um, but, yeah, uh, pretty much, you know, I liked um, I liked computers. There, there wasn't anything in this world that I enjoyed more. Um, I was, <laughs> I um, oh, my father bring home a Dell workstation, and I remember it having, you know, two processors and all these RAM slots, and I'm like sitting there thinking to myself, "Whoa, what is this piece of machinery?" And then I wanted to work out how it was built, and 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 the minute I learned about the internet, and I still remember dial-up. Oh my lord! Oh my word. <laughs> sitting there and like having to ask your parents to connect <laughs> to the internet, and then hearing the you know that sound is ingrained. using all their data. Yeah, using you know those internet bills back then. Oof. You know, if if my father had a bloody big wooden spoon, I reckon he would have flogged me from work. Um, no, nah, but I wasn't that bad. But um, it was uh, it was was it was a lot of fun um, learning and going through that and i'm thankful that i got to experience where the internet was and just normal sort of you know very basic websites to now where we're working with interactive web technologies that you know provide a a great user experience and you know have sort of platforms like our community built 
um it's just it's so crazy where technology has come from in such a short span of time being i think it's about 11 or 12 years um so yeah i was you know i enjoyed uh, mountain bike riding before my mountain bike got stolen um you know that kind of killed the dreams there of going to canada and riding yeah. at whistler <laughs> sort of unless i was going <laughs> to run down the trails barefoot but <laughs> um no one really yeah, wanted good to luck on that one bro. yeah i don't think i would have won much in that race but um yeah, the uh, apart, apart from my mountain biking and and sort of those sort of general outdoor activities, I was a little hermit crab. I I did do the go out and drink and stuff with my friends. Uh, I did it a couple of times, but I'm personally not a big drinker nor a big partier. I did a lot of that mm. in my earlier years, um, but um, I sort of just outgrew it um, very quickly, um, and I spent a lot of time inside. And like I said, a lot of time around technology. So, you know, going, uh, moving forward, um, I just sort of was around, uh, uh, after sort of quitting my job in, I think it was 2000 and, uh, 2016 or 2017 um, is when I sort of really started buckling down and working with startups. And a lot of these startups were tech companies um, one of uh, which to name that Binance actually acquired, Binance being the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange, yeah. was Trust Wallet. Um, and I was hired merely through a Telegram community. So, and I was just a random bush kid. So, you know, opportunity yep. is everywhere, ladies and gentlemen. And, yeah, you, and it doesn't matter where you come from. You can literally do anything in the bloody world. Nothing is impossible. There are words that have been spoken about. I can't remember for the life of me who actually said that. But that is actually a really true uh, true statement. And there's something that I've actually lived by. Um, but yeah, uh, going into my sort of, um, well, yeah, how that sort of ties in with my um, trading is crypto. I, before Forex um, trading, I actually was involved in crypto. And I remember a website, and I don't know if it's all right to talk about this in our first segment, but I remember a website called Silk Road. Um, I don't know if anyone else has sort of heard of Silk Road or what it was, but it was a website that, you know, on, on the deep web where you could buy um, pretty much anything, um, but you used crypto. And I, I liked looking at all the different patents or patents and different technologies and, and what people were building tech-wise, and they were actually quite cheap. Like, you could buy a secondhand workstation computer that was used for 3D CAD modeling back in the day for $1,500. Um, and, you know, you look at it retail value and it was worth over 11000 and you think, what the hell? Yeah. But it was because it was on the deep web that they were able to offer this extremely low price and people were actually really, really uh, respectful for giving and they wanted to give people um, a chance to start out in that technology field. And it was actually, the deep web was actually a pretty cool community um, back in the day. And now it's just, wow. Uh, but yeah, moving yeah, right along. It's just <laughs> completely... <laughs> It's completely yeah, the wrong place to be. You know, it really is. Yeah. Do not fall down any rabbit holes, ladies and gentlemen. The internet's yeah. the internet can be dangerous. Um and then um when I started trading with crypto um was two thousand and sixteen. Um I bought uh a thousand dollars worth of XVG, which is Verge. Um they're a crypto uh, or a blockchain company. And um my father actually bought um I think it was a couple hundred dollars with me. Um, now it was, 
I can't remember the exact day. Well, it was November or December 2016. Um, and I think it was close to 28th. Um, and was I involved in crypto before you? Oh, I don't know. I got involved in 2015, bro. Oh, wow. There you go. Um, <laughs> and yeah, so I'd bought in Verge at 2016. And then. Oh, my word. I still remember that. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I woke up and my Delta app where I had tr been tracking my wallet, I looked and it was up 2,600%. And I was just, I looked and I'm like, no way. And then I had a look at my wallet balance and it was up around the 500K mark. And this is when Verge was about like, it was, I think it was worth something like two cents or. Yeah, it went like from two cents to almost a dollar. Yeah, 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 well. yeah, yeah, and and I, I I looked and it was up at sixty cents, and then I went to seventy, and I'm like, holy crap! And I just this was a very popular or very popular, very large lesson for me, and um, it went up. You know, I was watching it tick up to seventy, tick up to eighty, and I was actually at work, and um, my current boss at the time. Um, couldn't believe it. I'm like, this is real, man. This is, you know, this is real money here. And then um, I, I, I rang dad. I told him and dad was like, get it out. Like, stop it, sell it, get rid of it. Like, let's cash in. And um, silly me was like, no, dad, we're waiting for it to get to a dollar. Like, that's a million dollars. And um, I woke up the next day and there was less than what we started with uh, when we invested. So, you know, <laughs> the moral of that story is don't quit while you're ahead. Make a smart move. Make the smart yeah. move. Don't, you know, don't let that greed get to you because uh, that ties in with FOMO. Um, but that was my first trading lesson, um, first yeah. ever, and it was involved in crypto. And then, you know, a part of various well pump and dump groups. Um, I'm actually a part of an old school Bitcoin group where some of them have, you know, multiple, multiple millions in just Bitcoin that they used to do, you know, a few million dollar transactions, um, uh, a couple of, couple of minutes, you know, and you just sit back and watch the spike of Bitcoin up and down in one candle and think, holy crap, what the hell's going on? Like, and they were just telling you, you like, buy now, sell now, buy now. And, you know, uh, that was sort of my crypto experience. And then, moved on to uh, Forex trading and yeah, that was a whole nother ball game for me. Um, and unlike, um, well, not like you, Mark, how you enjoy currencies, I found them a little slow where I enjoyed yeah, the yeah. volatility and the volume of indices um, where, for example, NASDAQ, um, German 30, uh, ASX 200, all of that volatility in there, I really enjoyed um, and thought, you know, wow, this is absolutely uh, amazing. And it felt like crypto again because um, I was a very big crypto fan um, and thoroughly enjoyed it, um, especially, yeah, working, uh, working with it. But um, I wouldn't say uh, that that crypto experience was my biggest trading loss either. I'll actually mm. tell you about the biggest loss that I had. Um, and it was... <laughs> I was um I was it was yeah, actually juice, man. <laughs> I was sitting there in my lounge room on my computer and um I was trading on the Nasdaq uh, and this was post corona uh, pre coronavirus so this was just before and um 
you know, it was at its, uh, at that peak, um, 9,000 or whatever it was. You tell me you didn't buy with a full account there? Um, look, I, I started selling, um, right at the peak or just after, I think it was two hours or an hour after it started selling and I started selling with it. Um, and you know, I built my account from, I think it was, you know, it was just blindly going in again, same thing as you, Mark, I was sick of it. I was just, um, jumping in, um, and, and just completely ignoring all my rule sets that I'd learned through um, mm. my mistakes. And, um, I'd actually grown the account to about 23,600. Then where I thought was the bottom, um, turned out that it wasn't. And, um, my soon double five lot positions, uh, turned into a negative an account. And, um, <laughs> that was all within the space of about 20 minutes. Yeah, so, that happens so quickly. So to see, to see what you built up in a couple of days or a week go in just 20 minutes, it really does hit home and you, it, it feels, it is a freight train of, of emotion. It really does yeah. impact a lot of people. Yeah. No, so, um, yeah, I, uh, <laughs> I learned very quickly. All my lessons I tend to learn very quickly. Um, and, and the last thing that sort of I tend to struggle with is, is that emotional sort of, um, uh, that emotional sort of pickup. Um, but yeah, so, um, so Mark, um, you want to tell everyone about, uh, uh, what we're going to be expecting, uh, long and short yeah. to be covering, uh, and what the company's sort of going to be about, man, like introduce it, give us a rundown. Yeah. So in general, just quickly back at your whole story, man, damn, it's actually quite interesting to like, hear how, from what you've gone into where you are and actually knowing the experience of with what companies and startups you've actually got the experience that you've worked with. So something that I picked up that was actually very good for me that you said was that opportunity is always around the door. So, mm -hmm. I mean, you said at the start, this whoever's listening to this could be our new developer coming up. We never know. Um, mm -hmm. This thing could mm -hmm. be the next Alibaba or whatever company, <laughs> multi-million dollar company. So be sure to always, keep your eyes out and open. And I've always believed that where one door always closes for you, the next door always open up. Yeah, um, yeah. So, yeah. So, um, getting to where we are going and what to expect at long and short itself. Um, I felt that it was like a, a really cool thing that we could actually build a community around this. Um, but not just that, but also build a company that, from both of our experiences leads into helping other people, which I know for you is a very big thing. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I didn't hear you mention it, but I know you don't like mentioning it, but actually helping people has been a, a very, very big thing um, that I know personally, knowing you personally um, is a big thing of you. Um, and the same goes for, for me, I always enjoy helping people. So I think for us here at Long and Short, um, we'd like to do these podcasts. We'd like to do them weekly. Um, we're also going to be doing some interviews with traders out there. So those of you that are listening and that are traders, um, that's listening to this at a later stage, maybe, maybe even once we are live, always remember that if you feel you have a very good trading story yeah. or whatever, hit us up, let us know yeah. and we can... It sit yeah, down, exactly have a conversation, right. reach out to us and we can see how maybe we can have an interview with you. Maybe you've got a, a story that could help someone else out there 
um, in the trading industry. I think trading in general is for everyone, Zach, and not just for one person. It should exactly be as right. for, exactly for literally right. yep. someone that's 80 years old to be able to do it than someone that mm. is 20 years old to do it. Um, yeah, and that's... Feel, yeah, corporate yeah. capitalism. That's actually something that yeah. um, the, the NASDAQ CEO uh, recently just touched based on, which was uh, corporate capitalism and how it's actually affected the markets um, mm. and how it, how it can actually be a positive thing. Um, so yeah. interesting that you say that, Mark. Yeah, nah. yeah definitely. Um, and and that's, that's why I said, so getting to it, I mean, interviews with different types of traders is a good thing to do. And you'll be able to actually find that at long and short, where we're going to try to do that with a bunch of traders. Hopefully into the future, we can do even video interviews. I don't know, Zach, if that would be possible, but I mean, um, deep into the future, it would be good to put faces out there as well. Um, and not just podcasts, but obviously currently of the conditions in the world, it's a bit difficult. Um, but yeah, market breakdowns is going to be something that we're going to be doing as well. So we'll actually be analyzing markets and we'll actually touch a little bit more, I think, later um, in this podcast on that specifically. But I mean, we have been sharing in our community market breakdowns and all of that. You can also follow us on TradingView and myself and Zach is on there. So all of us are there. We, our stuff is always out there um, and we provide it for free most of the time. So it's not that this is something that is basically paid for. We will have subscriptions on certain content that is kind of personal and um, hard work behind it, obviously. But most of it, market breakdowns, we generally share with our community straight up. Um, so if you're part of the community, you'll see usually I know Zach's a killer. Zao USD just crazy and Nasdaq just crazy sharing. I'll start sharing a little <laughs> bit more on currencies as well. Um, as we get yeah. along currently. 5,200 points yesterday. Yeah. No, Friday, wasn't it? Something Friday, like yeah. That. Friday. It was literally yeah. just like a call and it dropped. <laughs> yeah. Two hours, no? 10, yeah, two 10, hours. You called it and, and yeah. at, no, four hours later, it like literally just dropped. So, yeah, it was two hours yeah, so, I carded and then bang, just fell. And oh. then from, from the market breakdowns, we're also going to start bringing in live trading sessions actually with me, with Zach, um, so we'll actually be trading live on the, um, I think we'll be doing that on Circle, if I'm not mistaken, Zach. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. On so the that community will be with platform. The community so, on the community platform. Um, yeah, so all live as well. Um, gold will do NASDAQ most likely, finding those positions, analyzing. I wouldn't mind sitting and live analyzing the charts for uh, currencies and taking people through the emotions of actually analyzing it. Like you mentioned, it's slow. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you need to actually look at it quite a lot differently than just looking at it on a minute five chart. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, but all in all from long and short side, we're trying to build a huge community of traders. I mean, we're not trying to just build the uh, youngsters. We're trying to build a huge community that we can, support each other that we can bring out blogs we can bring out podcasts interviews we can bring you information um we we in the process of bringing out easy to follow courses i finished um on friday which is actually releasing on tuesday right. 
Um, well, Tuesday, well, tomorrow, is it? Tomorrow, yeah. Tomorrow or Tuesday. I think it's Mate, tomorrow. Actually. It, I think it's tomorrow, man. Tuesday. Yeah, the they're stopping uh, a beginner's <laughs> forex guide. So you'll see the confusion between me and you. But I mean, <laughs> it will release. It's done. So yeah, I mean, well, that's we can it. release it whenever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like, I mean, that's like a, an easy beginner's forex guide, teaching you a little bit more about forex, all of those type of things. So it's something that you can have a look at. And it won't be, mm. it will be for free, that part. So yeah. I mean, and, have a look at it it will give you the basis and foundation you need to actually get into forex trading before you get into it so that's the shortcuts that i was speaking about steps that i skipped at the start don't skip it go through yeah. it it might seem boring but believe me you'll find yourself later looking for it if you did skip it and it's gonna burn you if you don't do it so mm. stay up to date with it and all of that and also within the community we're building personal goal tracking so if you've got a goal and you want to achieve it, it doesn't have to be necessarily a goal for financial or maybe it's just something small and you feel like, okay, cool. I need a bunch of people. Yeah. yeah. That, that bunch of people that can support me. Um, you'll have a bunch of like-minded people and you can put your goal up there and actually people will comment on it and help you to achieve it and ask you about it and you can keep us updated on it. And yeah, through the progress, yeah. And, and when you do achieve it, we want to see that achievement. We we would love yeah. to see it. And this is where... I want I, to be a I, part of it. Man. Yeah, exactly. We really yeah. do want to be a part of it because I, what I, I, I fully believe that this is of more uh, sentimental value to me personally, uh, helping people. Um, and I, I put a lot of my heart into, you know, for example, building uh, or helping someone out or building someone up. And then, and I think I got that kind sort of nature from my mother, um, but I really do enjoy it. And to me, seeing someone celebrate a or, or achieving a goal or something they set out to achieve or wanted to accomplish, seeing that look on their face for the first time and, and being there to feel it with them, there's no greater feeling. There's seriously, I, I think it, it might be up there with, you know, creating your own family even. Um, but, yeah. but actually being there during that moment is, is priceless for me. I, I would pay endless amounts of money to see someone go get to that experience and to that extent of, of accomplishment. And it's seriously what we'd love to see you guys. There's something I strongly believe will be um, a, a, a very crucial part of the community is, is keeping on top of your goal. Um, or goals if you have multiple. Um, and like Mark said, it doesn't need to be financial gain. It could just be overcoming an obstacle in your trading. It could be, um, it could be just you know something mental, and it couldn't. It doesn't necessarily need uh, have to do with trading, but you know whatever it may be, we wanna we wanna be there for it and and to help you through that and be be there when you need it, rather than just you know, be a community that takes a subscription from you and expects you to do everything on your own because we've found that there's multiple, countless communities, groups, YouTubers. Well, oh, I, I could probably, you know, name a hundred people that, that they've been trading for six months and they think they're an absolute expert and then they go ahead and start charging people ridiculous subscription fees to be a part of a community where everyone has to do everything on their own um, and people just fall down a rabbit hole. Um, as I said before, the internet's or a that dangerous. person collapses. Yeah, or that person collapses, exactly. Like I've seen or heard, especially one of my friends, um, you know, 
they they went ahead and spent like eight grand on a course, and then a month later he left it. So it's, yeah. it's just like who in their I've, right I've mind? Been there. I've you know, done that. Yeah, and it just I've got a lot of stories if you ever yeah, want to talk about yeah, buying yeah. horses and buying signals and it's just like it's that. not a good uh, thing. Yeah, it's definitely not a good thing to be a part of, and that it's it's something we cannot stop. There are going to be greedy people out there everywhere, yeah. but it's something that we can we can do to help. Um, um we can do to help uh, steer people uh, away from them. Um, and, and show them an actual place that is not here for your funds, that we're actually yeah. here for your future. And that's what, that's what we uh, strongly believe at Long and Short Capital is we want to actually be both long and short with you. We don't, yeah. we, we don't want the, we want transparency. We want to help you build in the community. We want to help you actually trade. And that's why we're doing the beginner guide. That's, and it's broken down into sections. You do it all in your own pace through the platform. There's nothing, there's, no one has a gun to your head. There's no time limits. There's, there's absolutely nothing. And it's completely free. The beginner course, the advanced course, they're two completely free um, course materials that you guys will have access to. You know, you'll be able to ask questions, anything, you know, anything about them. Take whatever you'd like from them. And, and we believe that we could turn someone who doesn't know anything into an actual successful and profitable trader in the Forex market. Um, yeah. And then if there's people who want to advance from Forex and they want to start getting into those, you know, larger funds, options, futures, contracts, and those types of things, then there's going to be the black book. And uh, we'll touch a little bit more uh, on that, you know, at a, probably in a later episode or something, but um. But yes, yeah, there so, will be an episode on its own. Yeah, uh, Zach, I want to quickly stop you there. Also, to the guys and the traders that are listening to us, you've now heard what we've said about the signals and all of that. It's not that we're against signals and all of it, but look at yourself as a trader. And I want to say this because I know that there will be people listening to this that will say, oh, but you guys hate on traders that sell signals and all of that. No, that's not what we're saying. We are saying that you as a trader need to make sure that your students or people that you are helping that you're actually helping them. What is your, exactly. my question to someone the other day that does sell signals was, is what is your percentage of people that you actually have that are successful with you as traders on your signals? And most of it's them don't even know that figure. Exactly. So they don't even my thing is, measure. They don't care about it. So exactly. if you're a trader and you've got um, a signals group or anything, I know a few guys that are traders that will be listening to this and I know I've touched base with them personally on it and I know that for a fact they do look at these stats because to them, they're not in it for the money. They're actually in it for helping you to become a successful trader. So there are people out there that are good. So we're not saying that everyone that sells signals are bad. So we're just saying be careful. Um, as a trader, I would advise the guys that have got signals group to ask every now and then how many of you are actually successful from the signals. Your signals yeah. might be good, but not everyone makes money from it. Mm. Believe me, I've been in groups where people's success rate on their member side is 20% versus someone's who's are 80%. I'd rather recommend someone of 80% in terms of not success on their signals, but success on their members taking the signals. And that is a much higher percentage in terms of someone that cares about their students and their members. Mm -hmm. um, 
it's very important to understand that doing an interview with someone, I'd rather do an interview with someone coming from the perspective of knowing those figures. We all know that there will be people that will always lose money um, that are just super greedy as students and you can't be in control of every single student of yours if you've got That's a thousand exactly right. students. That's but exactly right. You can get into control of actually You're being measuring. a mentor and measuring it. Yeah, exactly. And that's important. Measuring so, yeah, success so the, and caring for yeah, your students. So the yeah. guys the guys that we are speaking to that are looking to reach out for interviews and all of that, if you that type of trader that does look at your student success, please, by all means, reach out to us. Those are the type of guys that need to be put out there to be said, okay, cool. These are the guys that are actually looking after students that are there to help people in general that's become successful traders. What is your story, how you got to where you are? Um, we're not saying that you can't sell your um, your talent or your work that you've put in. It took you five years or 10 years to get to where you are, a year to get to where you are. But um, I'm just saying that your students need to see the value behind you. But that comes from community within your community that you've created. Yeah, so, you yeah. are your greatest asset and, and yeah. your students will look up to you um, as that mentor. So if you're able to provide that service, and you know you you do have a high success rate in terms of your trades but you don't have uh many students you could even reach out to us and we might be able to work something out to help you guys out with add a yeah. measure measure your students or you know maybe apply some incentive um because we're all about helping traders you know we we're, we're yeah. traders ourselves we built the community um to for new traders to get involved and there, like we said in the beginning of this uh, this podcast, there are so many different types of traders out there. There are yeah. thousands. There are some who just use robots. There are some who do swings for you know one month. And yeah, it is you know what, whatever the case may be, um, do reach out to us. You know we 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 do want to be able to talk with multiple uh, multiple mm. people. We want we want to learn more about. Um, the industry uh, as we move along because every day we're learning um, nobody is an expert um, in my opinion it doesn't matter if you yeah. went to Harvard doesn't matter if you went to uni for 12 years um, for, to me that's just a piece of paper I've had more opportunities actually getting going out and doing work um, presented to me and offered to me where I've actually turned down multiple uh, multiple jobs you know all these types of things and I know that there are countries out there that you know, jobs are hard to come by. And I really do see that fine line. Um, and, and to me, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, people will go study for, for years and years and years to come out and then they don't even have a job. You know, all they've got yeah. is a piece of paper to say they've copied from a whiteboard or read from a textbook. So, okay, you've read from a textbook and you've got a certificate. I could just go to Google, type in what I want to learn and you know i've got endless amounts of resources or i could pick up an encyclopedia and learn everything i need to know about life in there if i want to learn mm. about banking or something you know something of interest i'd go out to a bank if you want to drive a ferrari you don't go to the tesla dealership do you no you go to a ferrari dealership if you want to learn how to cook you don't go to uh you know the toy store you go to a I don't know, buddy, a kitchen store, you know, you, you just, there's, there's simple, there's simple terms or simple explanations and there is more to them, but 
that's what we're going to actually uh, be yeah. unveiling and un unraveling is, you know, there, you might hear these terms thrown around and it might be hard for some people to get grasp these terms, but we do want to break things down and make it easy for those people who have no experience, people who do have some experience and even people who are advanced. We want to cater to all traders, um, no matter what industry you're in um, and, and build a, a great community together. Um, yeah. yeah. So Mark, did you want to, um, I think, how long have we been going for? How long have we been having a chat? I think we're almost running. Oh, it's an hour and sure. hour and twenty minutes already. Oh, lovely! Yeah, awesome. Um, going did you... for hours? <laughs> we could, couldn't we? Um, did you yeah. want to? <laughs> did you want to um, uh, jump on some charts and maybe do a monthly sort of breakdown on something? I um, think yeah, we could look. Maybe maybe let's look at one. Um, yeah. I think if we did, we could look at one of them um, and then just a very quick one. And then, yeah, we could head into it and maybe cover into the rest of it. Uh, maybe we could even in the do next a, episode. Yeah. yeah, in the next episode, a full on Definitely. analysis on say, Definitely. let's say on NASDAQ, we'll do a full on analysis in the next episode. Okay, um, great. So I think, let me just check if I can get my trading view open here quick while I'm sitting here. Um, let's get into what we're going to do is I'll use the gold. Why not? Let's have a look at gold. Why not? You just predicted that thing perfectly. So why not? <laughs> uh, yo, man. Well, I have a very simple look at gold. Let me just get onto the one month chart actually. Damn, man. Uh, one month chart on gold. Gold likes to keep a pattern going. If I look back at where gold started, um, mm. there's been a few similarities to where we are currently happening now. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not going to be looking at that much. I'm just going to enter two big price points for me personally. That one. I'm, I'm actually seeing more downside. Yeah, no, definitely, bro. I'm also seeing, actually, here, if you look at it, bro, we, this is monthly starting to look a lot like a heavy downside coming up. Yeah, we've, we're, we're certainly, I think, um, some major price points that we're going to be looking at, ladies and gents, will be around uh, 1500s. Um, uh, 1700 would be a good first stop. Yeah. Um, I actually called 1700 in the chat the other day with us, bro. You did, you did, yeah. Um, yeah, seventeen hundred would probably be our first stop. Um, once we yeah. do, once we do break that seventeen hundred price point, um, I do believe that down to uh, that fifteen hundred, sort of fourteen fifty area, is where we're going to be hitting. More than likely, though, fourteen twenty eight is going to be a very sort of hot spot, or fourteen twenty eight to fourteen forty nine is where we're going to be sort of looking at buying. Um, or whether big guys are going to be buying it back up, um, myself included in that. And I'm sure Mark will be jumping in um, around yeah. that price point. Because, I'll probably be holding on to those trades for dear life. Yeah, yeah. There'll definitely be some long-term positions, I can tell you now, because earlier on, late 2019, early 2020, um, you can see that a, a lot of the major um, uh, 
uh, cap funds, China, USA, Australia, all started longing at about 1191, uh, about uh, yeah, 1200. Um, that's when we started seeing a lot of buy pressure. Um, and, yeah. and from there, gold has just been rocket shipping. Um, coming into early 2021 though, Mark, I do believe um, we'll, st- we'll still see this sharp downturn, but a very, very quick immediate reversal. Uh, I, yeah, I think, I'm also, I think I'm looking at it crazy. now that this is kind of like a new bullish cycle that started. Um, we've had where we hit 1,900 in 2011. Um, and we basically started coming down all the way to 2016, 2016 being the bottom, which you just spoke about. Um, for me personally, going from here, um, I highly doubt that we'll see anything lower than 1,400. Um, taking a little bit of experience in gold itself, um, if I have a look at the monthly chart. Um, let me actually just tighten this up a little bit more. Yeah, 1462.79 um, to the pip if you want it to be, would be for me anything below that gold is basically falling for life but we won't see that low um i think lowest we might be looking at is like what you said there that 1560 zone um i don't even think we'll be going that low um to be honest i think we'll see 167 1.23 so those are three points that i just mentioned for me that's very important points Mm -hmm. um that is extremely we are sitting currently at a point where i do feel we'll see market go up first a little bit. Um, feel like this is a point between 1753 and 1770.99. So we just missed that at the top. Actually, it's, let me just zoom in on this. I think we actually touched the line. Yeah, we literally bounced off of it. 1177. One seven seven four point three five. Was that below of that candle? Uh, one seven seven four point uh four six eight. Yeah, was the absolute lowest point. Yeah, so that's for me is a very important price point as well. Actually, Zach, if I look at where the previous time where we literally we we've shattered through that point. The previous time we struggled to break through it, and that was in twenty eleven. Um, 2012 so for me personally we could be seeing this market start turning from here if we do go deeper um, I think we won't go any lower than 1674 um, mm-hmm. I'd probably start looking at longing from that point but monitoring price we'll see a double tap on that point should we go long from there um, price likes to hover on gold before it starts rocketing away that's um, exactly right so for me, I'll just monitor price, stick to price action. Um, I mean, I'm only looking at monthly right now. I haven't even looked at what daily is looking like. Um, daily for me, we had a, a major, major break of a triangle um, coming down. That, I just want to actually get that target point that I had for that. I've already cleared that position off that I took there. I mean, that literally retested perfectly um 
Yeah, that actually retested so perfectly. That's actually crazy to look at. If you look back at your charts, mm. man. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is, so hey. for me personally, that target point there literally played out to the T right now. Um, entry would have been on the retest at 1958. Um, stop loss would have been 1975. Shorting all the way from there with target point 1776.58. Um, yeah, and that's on the daily chart. Yeah, definitely. Sounds like, so, um, yeah, it does look like that. We've got to see some more downside uh, to gold there. So, um, but it is at that crucial, uh, crucial point. Um, and obviously, yeah, it's definitely at a turning point here that it could go yeah, higher if we yeah. see a turn from here, um, and possibly and for a retest and then down a little bit more, or even just start shattering up. Um, it obviously also depends on what the end of the year is looking like um, with coronavirus, also with the settlement in the U.S. Um, for me personally, I feel like with the settling in the U.S. between Biden and Trump, um, we have to mention that in this podcast um, because that also has had quite a big effect on the markets um, in general this last few weeks. Um, and I do feel that that whole thing People were calling this about Biden, this about Trump. I do feel that it's kind of over in the markets. Um, price literally ended exactly where I thought the it would on Friday. The speculation side of things, yeah. So the speculation side of things literally eliminated. I do feel we could actually start seeing upside from you, Zach. Mm, um, yeah. This is kind of where it's going to start building up. We could see a little bit more downside. But like I said, this will form kind of like a accumulation area for upside if I yeah. can put it that way. Yeah, so yeah. we might see a structure form again from here and head back up. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, uh, guys, this is not formal or financial yeah. advice. Okay. <laughs> Take this with a grain of salt. Um, now, we did mention about outside influence. We could be trading completely different to how you guys trade or look at the markets or analyze for that matter. Wrong yeah, for we could matter. be completely wrong. Um, and it's not that we don't want to be uh, responsible. Well, we don't obviously for legal reasons, but um, other reasons is uh, we don't know your financial situation. So you need to take your own financial situation, um, your own trading experience um, and your own financial advice for you. Um, so that's just a general disclaimer there. Um, but Mark, I think we might just wrap this up here. We've we've been chatting for about an hour and a half, and I think we've touched base on everything we sort of wanted to talk about in this uh, sort of first introductory episode um, yeah. to long and short, sort of who we are, um, and, you know, just a general discussion about gold and some prices that we sort of um, uh, swung about. Uh, but Look, everybody, thank you for tuning in if you have. Um, we really do, really do appreciate your time. Um, again, my name is uh, Zachariah and, and this is Mark and uh, we are the founders of Long and Short Capital. We really hope uh, that we see you soon. Um, we'll see you again soon listening and, and in the community. Um, any last words you want to say, Mark, before we uh, head off? Not really from my side. I think thanks for joining in and keep an eye on the space definitely going forward. And like I said earlier, reach out to us if you want to get in, in contact or even just if you want to join the community. I think it's important that we build a community together. Um, and we obviously need you as much as 
um, you will not say need us, but in terms of <laughs> what are you trying that to say, Mark? Very cocky. That sounds very cocky saying it like that. But in terms of, I think that there's a lot of value that could be brought to each other from from both sides. So need feedback, reach out to us, give a shout out um, by all means. And like I said, if you wanted to have a look at the chart that we just analyzed, I'll be sharing it um, on our community. I'll share my idea on it. Or Zach, I think you'll probably share yours on there. I'll maybe put mine up onto TradingView. So anyone that wants to can check out Mark Rainica on TradingView, um, the one that we just did. Um, and I'll just put it up there as an idea. Like Zach said, no formal actual Forex advice. Um, it's purely based on our ideas. Even me and Zach sometimes looks different as things. Um, but yeah, guys, thanks so much for everything. Um, we will look forward to seeing all of you and also looking forward to that actual blog dropping. Um, that would be actually quite, quite cool to get some feedback back on the beginner's guide to Forex. Yeah, it would, definitely. All right, then, until next time, ladies and gentlemen.